Welcome to Pearson Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando, and we're on episode 253. Yeah. And we're going to make this another update episode. Yeah, that's ex- exciting. And I mean, I've got a lot of updates, you know, recently in you my do. life. Yeah. Big and, time updates. Yeah, big big time updates. So uh, I just want to say thank you uh, to all of you. Uh, you listened to our last Wednesday episode, you know, I was talking about um, excited about having a baby and not knowing when it was going to happen, all the impacts that that had on uh, reselling, right? Like our, my wife was pregnant with our second child. We were expecting any times in the next couple of weeks. So we put our store on five day handling and all the, the things we were trying to do to kind of prepare for that. And sure enough, we ended up getting called in to be induced and it happened over this last weekend. And so I'm uh, a two time dad now. So that's Congrats. super exciting. And I, I want to say thank you to the reselling community. I'm super touched because uh, I posted a picture of our newest the newest member of the Pure Hustle podcast team, <laughs> little Titus on uh, on our Instagram page. And I was just amazed. Like so many people like had great comments. They were so, um, I mean, I was just overwhelmed with everybody saying congratulations and, and how cute he looks, which he, he's very cute. Um, but it's one of those things where I'm like, how do I respond to this? There's like I like how you put a little Pure Hustle tag on his blanket. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a member of the team, right? He needs yeah, to, go. He's got to have the swag. Uh, but yeah, so I just want to say thank you to all of you. And, um, one of the things that, you know, we've had, we've had conversations or and I with other members of the reselling team. And one of the big things that comes up a lot of times is, um, you know, parents and people who have kids of different ages and trying to figure out how to make reselling work and some who've kind of figured it out and we get tips from and others who are like, all right, I've got like a teenager. How do I do this with a teenager? And Orlando's got a lot of experience there and I've got younger ones. And so it's like, all right, like how do we make this work? And so learning how to do this. So uh, I just want to say like the reselling community, uh, it's, it's a, it's a great place to be connected into because um, no matter where you are, maybe you're going to be a parent sometime soon. Maybe you've already got kids that have left the house. Maybe you've got kids in any age bracket. Maybe you're a teenager. Yeah. Maybe you're the teenager. Yeah. 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 Um, and depending on all of those things, it's going to impact your, the way you resell, the way you spend time with family, the way you have to arrange your commitments. Uh, and the more connected you are in the community, the better ideas and suggestions and tips and tools that you get. So again, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, it's, it's been, you know, life changing again, having a second child, but, uh, you know, reselling is one of those things where my wife does not have to stress this time about going back to work. It's nice. I, she doesn't and, have to go the, back to work. And that was the whole plan from day one before we recorded the podcast, right? It was the idea that you were going to do reselling. Your wife was going to stay at home. And we, and those of you have been listening since day one, uh, what was that? Like July something of 20, is it, was it 2018? Everything seems blurred right now. Yeah, I don't know, 18, 2019, 17, something, like 17, that. something whatever, three years, three plus years ago. And things just keep progressing. Right. And to me, that that's also a sign of, of reselling that if you stick to it and, and you make things happen, uh, you can definitely make it fit your lifestyle. Right. So so with Mike, his plan was to stay as eBay as a side hustle to allow his 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 wife to stay home. Right. You guys moved into a fifth wheel since we started the podcast. Now you have. Well, you had a child back then, but he was he was tiny. Right. And now you have two children and you're still making it happen. And yeah. And and what I like about this podcast is that we're real. Like you're not saying that, hey, you know, I've scaled up to two million dollars and that. And yeah, I mean, I'm not driving around in my which I honestly I honestly believe you could. Yeah. But we all make choices. And and I hope everybody understands that. And and I've shared this a lot, even in, in my own life. Like I could choose 
uh, to to work every single day and I'd probably be in a better place. And there's times I still need to do that. But it's the the time I have. I mean, I was thinking about this past weekend with with my two boys, you know, got up Sunday morning. Uh, we go to a later church service. So we kind of sleep in a little bit, which is nice because I can do that as a reseller and, you know, going to church and then going out to eat and then taking my son driving and then just hanging out. And that whole time, I, I don't have that anxiety of like, oh, I got to go into work. Oh, I got to go to work tomorrow and whatever. Now, there is the anxiety right now of low sales. And I'll talk about that in a moment. But the freedom, right? The freedom that reselling gives you is, is definitely worth it. And I like your post that you put that, you know, there, there's a lot that went into play, obviously with, with, you know, being able to be in a place that you can have a second child and you know, you're going to be able to uh, financially take care of everything. But the freedom that reselling is giving you uh, is one of the reasons we do this podcast, right? Uh, you know, I, I think is it, is it Rich Dad Poor Dad? Robert Kiyosaki says like being rich is having more things or something and being wealthy is having more time or something like that. There's a quote like that. Yeah, no, I'm sure. And and whatever it is that, I mean, that makes sense. And yeah, that's absolutely like when, when I first started the podcast, it was just kind of something I thought would be kind of fun to do. And over time, like I've more and more discovered my mission and vision in life. And I think everybody needs to have that to some extent. Like you have to have very clear, this is what I want. And, and what I see and one of the things I'm passionate about with this podcast is reselling really is one of those things that can be a tool that you can use to provide extreme stability for your family that can allow you the opportunity to have family time, allow you the opportunity to not be as reliant on an employer, not having to be that nine to five, you know, basically indentured servant where you're, mm -hmm. you're forced to go and work and do whatever they tell you to and not necessarily reap the rewards from it. And again, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I still have a full-time job, uh, but I, I want, I want to be less reliant on that. I want to be able to have the freedom to say, no, my family is, is taken care of no matter what. And I want more families to be like that. More families to experience that freedom of, I can take care of myself. My family has, has something here. There's some wealth within our family and we have a trade or we have an occupation that we can do together as a family and building that tight knit community. And maybe it's just you as an individual, right? It doesn't have to be a family, but it's like, I have freedom from you know, the oppression of, of the employer, you know, the like, boss. yeah. So, yeah. um, and I'm, I'm passionate about providing opportunities and tools and helping people who have similar ideas because there's so many people who I feel, you know, even when we were in the hospital and we were talking to some of the nurses and they would ask my wife, like, what do you do? And she's like, Oh, you know, I stay at home. And like so many of them are like, Oh, you're so lucky. Or, you know, you, you, looking at me and say, you should talk to my husband and just see how many people who have good jobs, like that they've worked hard for, they must be passionate about but would love to have that opportunity mm -hmm. to say, you know mm -hmm. what, I can be at home or work from home. Right. And so reselling, it's a, it's a, a tool. It's not the only tool it may not even be the best tool, but it is a tool that has given us the ability to do that in our life. Agreed. Agreed. Now, along with that, we were planning on doing that zoom meeting. I was going to send out the message and then Mike, you know, texted me on, yeah. on Friday and he's like, well, it's happened. <laughs> so, so, I know some of you are waiting. We're still, Mike has family coming to town. And so we're, we're still trying to navigate that time. But listen, we're not trying to scam anybody. Uh, but if you are a buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle member, uh, we do plan on having that Zoom soon. And so we'll send the message out. Uh, my hope is, you know, I don't think we're going to go later than, you know, mid-August before we do it. I think we're going to be able to uh, to fit it in. We want to be able to have this virtual meetup. We, we wish it could be in person. Uh, but for, for now, you know, a great opportunity for us to, to meet some of you, for you to meet us, for us just to talk reselling.
And so uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, and if you haven't been a member, we see we've got new members recently. And, and maybe you signed up because you're like, hey, I want to get on that Zoom. It is going to happen. Again, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Link is below. Uh, you can sign up for a monthly. You can sign up for a yearly membership. Uh, or you can just say, hey, here's a couple of coffees, guys. Thanks so much for this episode. Really appreciate that. And it, it's less than a cup of coffee. Pretty soon it's going to be less than a cup of coffee from 7-Eleven based on how things are going. So. Anyways, buymeacoffee.com slash pure hustle. Yeah. All right. So, so along, along with all that. Okay. So <laughs> things have been interesting for me lately. Uh, I, I just, I, you know, I have preached for, I don't know preach is the right word. I guess that's the right word. For the last few years that there is no summer slowdown, that it's a myth. And I still believe it's a myth, but I gotta say I had the worst weekend in reselling this past weekend that I've had probably since I've been full time. And I, I, I don't know what it is. It's not could be well, summer slowdown, which could, is clearly not a myth, <laughs> but I I've been listing consistently. Okay. I, I have best offer on, I've been sending offers. I have sales on. I mean, I've, I've done everything I've talked to you and just this weekend, it just, it was, it was kind of, it was one of the few times where I thought if things don't pick up, I will have to, probably dip into some savings to kind of take care of a few things, you know? Uh, and because, because here's the difference. So the last three summers I've been big on Amazon in the summer and this summer I decided I just wanted to go all in on eBay. I wanted to get three K listings. Uh, I just wanted to see if I can make that happen. And so far so good. And, and this was with even the addition of a new property. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, my rent went up two and a half times. Uh, my electricity bill doubled, uh, I have now a trash bill that I didn't have before. Uh, I had, um, I basically everything has gone up in price, right? So I'm probably paying three times more in bills than I was two months ago. Right. And so obviously I've had to level up how much I make. And so, yeah, it was, it was interesting. Now there's an interesting that thing that happened though. So one of the things I've mentioned before, I think we had, it's one of our more, more highly viewed uh, YouTube episodes is eBay is dead. You remember we shot, we, we did that one. And, and one of the things I mentioned that if you have recommended item specifics, uh, that that could be one of the things that could be holding you back. Not the required, the required will always hold you back, but the recommended, uh, you know, the, I think the algorithm likes it when you have those boxes filled, even though there's the most obnoxious, idiotic, uh, you know, there's the, the character box, like shoes, like, you know, it's just some of the stuff on there is just obnoxious, but you know, I always fill it out with something. And so I, I pulled the spreadsheet, uh, for, I had like, I think I had like 1300 recommended items specifics, not required recommended. These don't, you don't have to do these. Right. But you know, I do recommend doing them cause I do believe it'll help you in the algorithm. So I, I, I pulled them down and I did, I started with shoes and all my required shoe sizes were missing. Hmm. What, like, what, okay, maybe not, maybe 80% of them. And I'm like, what is going on? Like what? Now, I, I do believe that was part of the reason that my sales were slow. I, I think as eBay has always said, like item specifics plays a large part and in sales, it plays a large part in your items being higher in the search. And so if you don't have these completed, uh, they're going to push your items lower in the search. And 
uh, yeah, I, I was just like, what is going on? So I don't know. Check your item specifics uh, required. It just all you have to do is you click on the item specifics on Seller Hub and then you hit download and it'll let you choose what categories and then you pull down those categories in a spreadsheet and then you can see the ones that are required. If they're not filled, it's going to have it's going to be red boxes. And I had a ton of red boxes. So I do think that played a part. I was just kind of bothered by it. I just kind of was kind of like, all right, I, I'm not really sure how this happened, but it happened. And so I started fixing that. I haven't seen an uptick in sales. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Hopefully in two weeks, I will say, yeah, you know, things recovered. Thing, you know, things were just that way. And things happen like that, you know, and, and I think right now we're all in a place because of everything going on with the economy. And now we have this new thing and there's new talks of, you know, things shutting down again and, and people are being required to wear masks again. And now people are being required to wear vaccines in certain places. Like, you know, you get those feelings of 2020. Like I always say, I don't think 2020 is ended. I still think we're in 2020. I, I think it's the same scenario, but anyways, you know, I don't know how much a part that's going to play in sales. Usually, uh, and you've, if you've talked to experienced resellers, they'll tell you a recession, a downturn in the economy. Those are the best times to be a reseller because you have goods at a cheaper price that people are looking for. So I'm hoping that's the case. But anyways, I wanted to keep it real. I wanted to say, hey, yeah, sales were excruciatingly slow, excruciatingly slow. And uh, I need to say that slower too. But uh, hopefully things pick up. Now, garage sales weren't that bad. And and the reason they weren't that bad is, uh, you know, I, I one quick story. Always share your business card. Always. Uh, if you saw, uh, I had a YouTube where I had a huge Mickey Mouse haul. I picked up a bunch of shirts and Mickey stuff and all this. And I gave the lady my business card. And if you saw on the recent YouTube, somebody had told me like, hey, I know you. You know, you went to the garage. And during the time of the video, I had no idea who this person was. I just was like, maybe there's somebody that I had when I taught at the school or maybe somebody from church or somebody from, you know, some other community, but no, it was the same lady that I bought all the Mickey stuff from that I gave my business card to. So hopefully she said she's going to give me a call soon and hopefully I'll be able to, you know, share what I'm able to pick up because there was a lot of good stuff that I had to leave behind because she wasn't wanting to sell, but now she wants to sell. So if you haven't yet gotten a business card, all it has to say is, reseller and your name and phone number. I mean, you can, you know, Mike has on his, he has things that he's looking for. Uh, you know, you can do that too. Whatever way works, just something to leave behind. And the easiest thing too to add on there is get, I mean, there, there may be other things you can use. What I use though is Google. So I made a separate Gmail account and then I attached a Google voice account to that. So I can get text messages and phone calls on to my phone as if it's someone calling my phone, but it'll let me know that it's calling through the other thing. And what that does is it lets me call and receive calls without having to give my personal number. Right. So you can add that on there. And, and even the nice thing is even text messages work through that. So um, you can do deals if you give out a business card and you don't have to worry about somebody having your personal number. Uh, so make a, make a free Google account, make a free, um, you know, voice account that goes with it and add that onto your business card. And yeah, you'd be surprised how many times I have people contact me and a lot of times it's, you know, you could tell right away of like, okay, this is a waste, but having those contacts is, is worth it because then the, there is those times where it's like, Oh, you're selling what? Sure. I'd love to come over and take a look at this yeah. stuff. Right. And usually when they're calling, they're ready to sell. Right. Right. I mean, cause you already made that precedent before you bought stuff at a certain price point. And if you bought stuff at that price point, they know that they're not going to be able to get like the collectible 
deal from you, they're going to get the reseller deal from you. So, so be aware. So, all right. You got any random stories? Yeah. I mean, I don't know about random. Okay. Um, maybe, maybe your story about this being a slow weekend might've played something, um, played a little bit into this, but we noticed when we originally slowed our handling time down to two business days that it, we didn't really see too much of a downturn in our sales. Like okay. our, we were still getting about the same velocity of sales that we get on a weekly basis. And as we got closer to, you know, potentially being induced, uh, my wife had gestational hypertension. So I was like, this is probably, mm. we're probably going to be induced at some point. Um, we're like, okay, five business days. And it was almost immediately after going to five business days, we haven't even really been getting offers on things. And now we haven't really? been sending offers, right? So that's part of it because we don't want to deal with that. Uh, but we haven't really received very many offers and and like almost no sales. And so it could just be that this has been a slow week, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it could be... Yeah, let us know in the comments. How have things been for you this past week? You know, and everybody has a different experience yeah. because when I posted what you're selling, when I post on Instagram, most people are like, oh, things were, it was, a, it was a sad week. Things were slow. We don't know. Maybe eBay's doing some upgrades, maybe this. And then somebody left a comment. This is the most, this is the best weekend I've had in a long time. Yeah. Right. You yeah. never know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a big part of it's going to depend on what you're selling. Again, if you've got that right item that somebody's looking for, you know, you're, you're going to be doing just fine no matter what's going on. Uh, but yeah, so. I'm I'm assuming that that the five days made an impact, but you know this isn't something I'd want to test intentionally unless I had to. Um, I don't want to like, all right, let's see what a three day business hand. Let's yeah, see what yeah. because I I want to have it at one day or same day as much as possible so that I can get those quick, you know, fast and free shipping on some of my items, and then on other items people see they're going to get them soon. But it was kind of nice to see that there wasn't a huge impact going to two business days. Um, which we're probably going to go back to for a little while while, you know, we're trying to settle in with having a second kid, but five business days definitely had an impact. So, um, again, maybe it didn't, maybe it just has to do with this. Maybe it's a slow week. Maybe we don't have what thing, things people are looking for. Uh, but maybe you've experienced this. Let us know in the comments below has changing. What has been like the sweet spot? Have you noticed a, like, I think that the term is diminishing returns right? the law of diminishing returns. So maybe at a certain point, like, you're fine with actually going to same day versus one day versus two day. Mm. There's not a huge difference, but the moment you go to three, five days then all of a sudden there's a huge drop off, right? So at what point can you, can you push it before you see some diminishing returns in your sales? Yeah, that's good. That's good. I mean, cause we hear from people all the time that are like, Hey, I don't, I ship out every other day and they do just, they do just fine. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So mine is, uh, yeah. So I, I had some questions answered for me finally. So you ever get a return of something that you ship that's priority, but then it gets shipped back to you with a first class label has ever happened to you? Yeah. Right. And I always thought like the person on the other end was being shady or something, but yeah, this was, I found out why. So, and I found out in a a way I didn't want to find out, but I found out why. So I had a pair of boots that sold and you know, the person's like, it didn't fit. I need to send them back. And you know, they put in the return request. And then they said, hey, I got the package back. The post office is saying I can't return it with this label because this is a medium flat rate box and I have a first class label on here. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Like that's never happened before. I mean, usually the post office just scans it and sends it over. And so I was like, all right, I don't really know what to do because they already printed a label off of eBay. So I contacted eBay and I said, hey, listen, I'm not really sure what the scenario is. Can you guys print a label on your end? Is there a way to like reprint a different kind of label? And they're like, no, we, we can't do anything 
through the eBay system. And I'm like, okay, uh, can you answer as to why that happened? And what she stated was that when you list your items, the return label is based on whatever you have in your dimensions. Right. And so since I ship everything flat rate, I really don't pay attention to the height, the weight. I don't, I don't really insert that, but I guess at one point I had seven ounces, I think on there. I don't know. And so that's why they get first class labels. So, uh, you know, I've always said like dimensions, if you're shipping flat rate, I don't think I've said this, but now is that based off of the dimensions that you sit like when you list the item or the dimensions, like when you're creating the label, right? Cause when it, you're making the label, mm-hmm. you're putting in dimensions. So is it, based off of that, the return label on the dimensions that you shipped it as, or I think it's both. And this is what, this is what I mean. So usually when let's say a pair of cowboy boots sell, and usually you ship them out medium flat rate. So when I go to eBay to ship it out on the print on the label page, I don't put dimensions in. I just pick medium flat rate print right now. If there was a dimension put in there before, that's going to be the dimension that's on there. When you go to print, do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if you had put that on there previously, I think the label would have printed out based on those dimensions. Does that make sense? But it it will not print a label based on the shipping label that you made to ship the item, which is weird, right? Because I would have thought since I shipped a medium flat rate, when they hit the return button and and they printed a label, it would have given them a medium flat rate label. Mm -hmm. It didn't. It gave them a label based on the dimensions. Does that make sense? Yeah. It doesn't make sense that eBay would do that, but that's I mean, what I'm telling you. It does, but maybe maybe the... Because you don't do free returns on that kind of stuff, right? I do free returns. What if it's stuff like it, it just didn't fit? Customer. Well, no, they, they get free... Re- no, I free mean, returns, I, I charge them, charge I charge them, I charge them the, the, the fee for like sending it back. So, right. Yeah. So the, I guess the point I'm trying to make though is if you put in larger dimensions you know for this the sake of just being safe mm-hmm. and then you ship it medium flat rate if they went to buy return shipping and the dimensions yeah. were really large yeah. it would be an extremely expensive cost correct. For them to ship back, correct right? correct which might be deterrent for people to ship stuff yeah. back so i don't know i don't know what that yeah you're right I, you're right i know mean, it wouldn't be a deterrent to ship stuff back because honestly i don't think most people understand like they don't read like i've had so many buyers go Hey, how come you don't re- refund me the return shipping? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, because in my, if you look at my business policy that says uh, if it's returned because the item did not fit, then, you know, you will not be refunded the return shipping. Right. So I don't know. I it's a, it's a hard one because you're right. You're right. Like on the other end is if I do free returns and I put the certain dimensions and they don't choose a flat rate label and they end up choosing like the priority label, it might be double the price. So I don't know. I'm just saying be aware out there. And that's why this is happening. Now, that's part one of the saga. So part two, there's three parts. So part two is eBay's like, well, can you uh, email them a new label? And I'm like, what? I'm like, email them. Like, how do I even get their email? And I'm like, can I just can I just send it to you guys and you guys get it to them? And they're like, all right, fine. So what I had to do is I had to go to Pirate Ship and because Pirate Ship still gives you a discount. So I went to Pirate Ship and I had to buy a medium flat rate label and then I downloaded it as a PDF and then I sent it to eBay and then eBay sent it to them. Now, here's the other part. You have to be very careful with eBay in the fact that when an item is delivered to you, right, you need to refund. I think it's what you have 48 hours to refund the individual. 
or else eBay does it. If you don't step in and refund the individual within 48 hours and eBay has to do it, it ends up being a defect on your sales, which ends up leading the algorithm to slow down your sales, which is maybe what happened to me also this past weekend. So, <laughs> so that first class label that they got ended up being delivered to them. But on my end, it showed that it was delivered to me and I was supposed to refund them. Oh, geez. So, they, so a case was opened and the case closed today. And, there, and I saw that it was like case has been closed in favor of, of the buyer. We've refunded them the amount of the boots. And I'm like, oh, no. Like, what? what? So automatically now I have a defect. So I had to call eBay and say, hey, listen. And the person never even returned the item. Hmm. And so I don't know if eBay never sent them the label that I gave them or the person was just like, ah, who cares? So I had to call eBay and I mean, listen, you guys opened this up. You put the case on hold, but you closed it. And they're like, all right, we're sorry. This is our fault. Uh, we're just going to refund you the money for the boots. We already refunded them. We're all good. And we're also going to remove the defect from uh, your seller performance. And so they took care of it. eBay did the things right. But just be aware that that you do not want a return to be done by eBay because it ends up being a defect on your record. So just be careful about that. So there you go. All right. So anyways, I, I don't know. I, I thought there's all these eBay mysteries sometimes. Like why do, why do certain things happen? So, all right. Hey, by the way, it's something that isn't a mystery is a great deal. You can get on American bubble boy.com. Yeah. And, uh, this was a big month. Uh, a lot of people pop bubble wrap. Yeah. I mean, I, that's a good thing, right? Because yeah. that means you're you're shipping out and you're selling stuff. And if you are shipping a lot of things, and and maybe it's because they listened to our episode where we talked about like organization and getting ready, could having be, supplies, could be, could be, could be. and people might be you know preparing themselves for such a great Q4 that's on its way, and you do not want to run out of bubble wrap. Now the nice thing is if you do run out of bubble wrap, American Bubble Boy is going to get you the best bubble wrap you you can get anywhere at extremely fast timeline like we're talking like a day to two days next day two day you've got your bubble wrap free and and it's cheap it's 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 i guess i shouldn't say cheap it's inexpensive it is high quality inexpensive it's bubble a bargain wrap and you you will not be disappointed uh we've talked to tons of our, our listeners and i don't think we've had any of them that have said they bought in it and have been disappointed right like mm -hmm. everybody that has purchased american bubble boy wrap has been uh very pleased with it so if you know that you need some bubble wrap you maybe your bubble wrap's running low Maybe you're preparing for uh, the upcoming Q4 and you know you're going to be shipping a lot of stuff. And maybe you want some different sizes, right? Maybe like I got small, but I want some big. I mean, they've got the big four foot rolls. You're not getting these at Walmart, right? Like we're talking different sizes that you can get. So go to AmericanBubbleBoy.com. Use the link actually that we have. Use that link because we don't have like a promo code or anything. But if you use our link, it lets them know that, hey, you heard about them through Pierosa Podcast. Helps us out. Helps them out. Helps, helps you, out. you out. So uh you're, you're going to get it cheaper than buying it on Amazon. But I always encourage people, you know, check out the reviews on Amazon. You'll see it's a great company. They, they've got a great product. Uh, so AmericanBubbleBoy.com. You're not going to be disappointed. Use the link we have in our description. Uh, and then let us know what you think. Because so far, everybody has been very pleased. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Are we ready for some uh, reseller topics? It is the time that you've all been waiting for. How vague can I be? Orlando, take it away. All right. So, 
you know, I, I felt we should do an update episode just because, you know, just to update on how Mike's doing and how I'm doing and and just be real with you guys. And and also, you know, th- there's there's things going on. I want people to be ready uh, for Q4. Now, this isn't related to all that. But yeah, right now, as we speak, eBay Open is happening. Yeah. So if you're listening to this in the morning, maybe you're one of those uh, those podcast listeners that like logs in first thing in the morning and you're like, oh, yeah, eBay Open. Mm-hmm. Go on, check it out because uh, it's free this year. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, here's the thing: is it gonna be the same level of excitement and and quality as going to uh, a conference hall somewhere? Probably not. But we don't know until we experience it, and you're not gonna lose anything, right? Like no matter what, you're gonna come out and you're either gonna gain some information, get to connect with some people, or go. Hey, I didn't learn anything, but at least it didn't cost me anything. That's like really like the best case scenario. Yeah, agreed. And really pay attention. I, I'm I'm a big fan of listening to the keynotes because a lot of information gets dropped. Uh, some of it doesn't happen. Like you know, we had when we had the former CEO De- Devin uh, when he had talked about that we were gonna do. Remember, was it called eBay Plus? What was it called? I don't remember. eBay special delivery or eBay something. Man, how, how did I forget? Yeah. And they were also talking about like a eBay, like almost like an eBay social media. Where like Yeah, so it was, it was supposed to be basically the the eBay version of Amazon Prime. Yeah. Right? And then we also, we were going to have, you know what I haven't seen? Let us know. They also had mentioned at that time that they were going to do like eBay does. I mean, like Amazon does. Like if you buy something from someone and you want to buy again, like yep. it, I haven't seen that. Yeah, no, there, there were quite a few things, but... <laughs> You know, but uh, there there were some good takeaways like the white background removal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there was seller protection, seller protection. So there's a lot of good info, right? And so I think it's great, and I do think with the new CEO, the the individual that came over from Walmart, I think he has some great ideas. I think uh, Jordan Sweetum has some great things to say if he ends up speaking there. So I, I think I, they'll talk at all about the uh, the the recent court case. <laughs> I think I think that went away with Devin. Because it's all tied in with Devin winning. I don't. I mean, it's fine in the news. Like I'm, I'm seeing it more and more. Like CNN is now talking about it. Like I feel like when it first was going down, like it was on some major. Like if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about that there was a what is it a a bullying campaign or something by eBay workers that there's conspiracy that was tied into the CEO. Yeah, 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 and all this, and that they sent like a fake pig's head to somebody's house, and you you can you can Google it. Godfather stuff right there. It is one of the it is one of the craziest things. Like, well, and again, to you, like, you got to imagine like this is coming from people who don't understand how the internet works. Because, like, I feel like I feel like if if you were trying to if you were old school and you're like, there is a competitor, or maybe not even competitor, there's somebody who's like talking trash about our business, our company. We need to silence them. But in today's day with the internet, like. It doesn't work like that anymore. Like yeah. anybody can have their opinion. And most of the time it's just nonsense. Nobody's paying attention. So you can, you don't have to care if somebody, like if somebody created like a, I hate pure Hustle podcast webpage and it's all just them hating on us. Like whatever, you can't do anything about lo- it. I would love that. You know how much traffic that would bring us? <laughs> that would be great. Man. But, uh, but don't start that. If, if you're one of our followers, that would, I would cry at night, you know, knowing that people hated us that much. But, but anyways, like you can't stop information on the internet. And if people are unhappy with eBay, it just, it is what it is. But yeah, you can almost get the idea that these are people who didn't know how the internet worked, which is funny because they're an internet company of like, we can stop them from talking about our company. Yeah. And, and this was in case you're wondering, it's e-commerce bites. Uh, it's, you know, they, they had, they drop a lot of stories and, and I just, I looked it up, man, there's all these kind of stories, like as to be known, what was done to us, then that a couple harassed by eBay tells the story for the first time. And honestly, 
I think it's horrible what happened. I I, I do. I, I we 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 make fun of it and we joke around, but you know, I I would I would be extremely bothered by what happened. A uh, couple never in a million years guessed eBay behind harassment. Massachusetts couple harassed by eBay tell their story. Uh, yeah, Massachusetts couple who ran news website with which criticized eBay sharehouse staff then terrorized them. Yeah, you're right. It's 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 main it's made mainstream news. Yeah. Like they Meanwhile, did, eBay they stock has been doing well. They did. They did worse. Like, if they were trying to protect their their brand name, yeah, like this, exactly. This made it a hundred times these worse. Are, these were, I believe, these were rogue actors that just were. They're, they're idiots. Let's just be like, it's like middle management somewhere of like our job is to protect you know the name. These of were men like, with junior high, something. junior high minds that thought, let's go do this. It'd be funny, you know. I can only imagine the the conversation. Like, oh, dude, that would be so cool. Like, yeah, I can just imagine a couple frat boys like just graduated college and then like got their first job. Like their middle management, and they're no. like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna send a a fake pig mask head <laughs> thing. Uh, anyways, okay. That that's not even what we were gonna talk about. eBay opens happening right now. Uh, definitely, I would check out. There's there's some great. There's some some of them that I'm gonna go to. Is definitely I love hearing from other resellers, uh, and and you know what they're up to, what they're about. I think there's even opportunity for Q and A. I know it's all virtual, but they have it set up through some kind of system where you can do some of that. So definitely check it out. Uh, and it's free. I mean, worst things worse. Like you can list and have it playing in the background. I mean. After you listen to our podcast, I mean, you have options. So, all right. Hey, I wanted to, I wanted to share this story just because I'm always a big believer that like the treasure hunt of reselling is what keeps you motivated. Now we've talked about video games, but I thought this was crazy. So this is an older story, a couple of weeks old, a few weeks old, but, uh, uh, so there was this pizza company called Scar's Pizza of the Lower East Side in New York City. Uh, and they they teamed up with Nike and they produced a special uh, made uh, pair of Air Force One Lows. I think they made, I think there's only like, uh, yeah, here it goes. I'm just going to read it. Uh, Sneaker Don, DJ Clark Kent, along with Scar Pimento, Pimento this is the eatery's uh, founder, and employee Adi Villa were responsible for designing the pizzeria-inspired kicks. And it was believed that only 48 pairs were made, all of which were gifted to friends and family only. Nearly, this is what this is sad also. Nearly two years later, one of the pairs has resurfaced online, and it was recently sold at a Sotheby auction for $121,000. Pair of shoes, $121,000. Okay, now, here's the here's the kicker. Now, I think this one was here's found... kicker. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> no fun to say. I think this was found at a Burlington. What? Yeah, okay, now, listen I to this. Up there? I, I don't know. I, I was watching some of this on TikTok, too. The kicks were listed by sneaker reseller Paul Givillikian and sold via Sotheby recent fine watches rare sneakers auction. Look at that. Did you ever think... When you're like growing up, you'd see like there'd be an auction thing for Sotheby's that says fine watches and rare sneakers, right? It's so crazy. The size 11 and a half was available for bidding from June 24th to July 8th. and was expected to only sell for slightly above 12,000. The kicks, which represent a true New York success story, also had another internet breaking moment in September of 2020 as a size six and a half was spotted at a Marshall's department store and was listed for only $60. Ooh. I <clears throat> just look stuff up, research it. You just never know. I mean, and I've always, I have shared multiple times at Bolo's, right? Collaboration shoes, whether it be Vans and Nike, whatever it is, they, they can go for money. And I'm looking at the Air Force ones right now. 
they're just they're just a pair of Nike shoes with a blue swoosh and it says Scars Pizza. That's all it says. But it was a hundred twenty thousand dollar pair of shoes. But again, there is treasure out there everywhere, whether it be at garage sales, thrift stores. It tells me some people have too much money. Well, we're in an economic bubble, man. Like, like I'm telling you, like, just pretend money, play money. Hundred and twenty k, hundred and twenty k. Like, what a world. Last thing I would do now, granted, if I was a billionaire, maybe I'd be like, ah, hundred twenty k, whatever. Or maybe if I was a multimillionaire, but still. But can you just imagine, like, if you've got that kind of money, you're still not happy enough that you have to, like, maybe this pair of sneakers will make me happy. Eh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like if you're that kind of collector and you're willing to spend $120,000 on a pair of shoes, like, come on now. I mean, every, everybody has. But I mean, hey, if you're a listener of ours and you're a multi-billionaire and you easily spend one hundred twenty grand on a pair of shoes, no hate. In fact, if you want to, you know, shoot us 120 grand to, uh, you know. <laughs> That's a lot of coffees. That'd be great. So anyways, I I just, I looked at that and I'm like, there's always like, I still haven't found the grill item. I mean, I found my, some grills. Like I've found some Hawaiian shirts that sell for over 500. I found some Willis and Geiger that sold for close to a K. Like I've sold, I have, but I haven't found like the ultimate grill, like the, the life changing grill. Yeah. I don't think most people do. True. Don't, don't, don't rain on my parade. Well, you know, I mean, if, if, if it was common, then it wouldn't be. You know, grail. True, 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 true. All right. Yeah, that, that's a good point. All right. Hey, uh, all right. I wanted to talk about that. I just want to bring this up. So I have been encouraging you guys uh, when we had our episode about what to do in the summer or something. I had, I had said, hey, experiment with other platforms, you know, and one of the things I had talked about was specifically with Amazon. And, you know, the time is coming where Amazon has these things called the holiday selling requirements and toys and games. You know, it hasn't come out yet, but it comes out every single time. So if you're new, you know what I'm talking about. If, if you know, you've been listening for a while, you've been reselling for a while, you, you know what I mean. But I think every reseller should do this as an option. Just, 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 just in case, because here's the deal. The, the worst thing I would hate is if you, you walked into, let's say, a Target. Like, remember when you found what was it, Hatch Moles years ago, mm-hmm. right? And you know, and and Hatch Moles, they've always been gated on Amazon. But let's say they weren't gated, right? And you know, Mike, at one time there wasn't like a wall full or something. Yeah, I had, I had quite a few Hatch Moles. Yeah, right. Okay, so last thing I would hate is you know you're in the middle of nowhere, you're at a Walmart, and you spot this hot toy, and you're like. Oh, wow. Like, I never thought I'd see these. And then you want to sell them. Now, we're going to talk about this on, on an episode uh, coming up on Monday. Things not to do in retail arbitrage or things to be careful about in retail arbitrage. And one of them is uh, making sure you understand the difference in platforms, right? Because you may go in Walmart and you might find a hot toy and you may list it on eBay and it won't sell on eBay. But if you list it on Amazon, it'll sell within... 10, 15 minutes. The reason being is that the velocity changes dramatically when it comes to, to Q4. And so I, I want to share this because it, you want to have this in your back pocket because you, you don't want to get stuck going, man, I, I, I really wish I had done this because with Amazon, uh, you know, you have two options. You have merchant fulfilled, which is something, which is basically like eBay. You buy it, you store it, you ship it. And then there's FBA where, you buy it, you pack it, you ship it to the warehouse and there's that. But 
there's a lot more tied into doing FBA. It's a lot easier to make the jump from eBay to Amazon Merchant Fulfilled than it is from eBay to Amazon uh, Fulfilled by Amazon. Now, it's not, I, I don't think it's, it's brutally tough. There's a learning curve, but it, you're able to do the two. But I want to encourage, you know, as many people to, to do this. Now, this is what it requires. Okay. So Amazon has, this is their gate. If you want to sell toys on Amazon, you have to do this by a certain time. So usually it's around, it's around the same time, but I'll read it real quick. So your first sale on Amazon must be prior to September 1st. So we're coming in, we're in August already. Okay. I'm reading last year's, but it's going to be the same thing. Must be prior to September 1st, 2021 and does not need to be specific to toys and games. So it doesn't only have to be toys. It could be anything. It could be any category, right? Uh, now is the school season. So there's school items that you could be selling right now. You could, I mean, it could be anything, right? You must have processed at least 25 seller fulfilled items from August 15th through October 14th. Right. So you have, you have a good amount of time, right? Uh, one of, one of the messages I got on, on the DMS on Instagram uh, recently was like, how do I know what to sell on, on Amazon or for retail arbitrage? And, and this is specifically to do uh, fulfilled by merchant, right? Correct. Okay. Correct. So this, so it, you don't have to sell toys and games, but to sell toys and games, you have to be, do this. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so uh, you have to do at least do 25 and your pre-fulfillment cancel rate must be no greater than 1.75%. So Amazon's real big. You think eBay drops a hammer on canceled orders? Amazon drops a bigger hammer. Okay, your late shipment rate must be no greater than 4%. So just ship on time. Your order defect rate must be no greater than 1%. Anyways, if you get this done, right, you get these 25 seller fulfilled items sold from August 15th through October 14th. Amazon will allow you to sell toys and games merchant fulfilled. So does it, is it going to, if you've never sold on Amazon, is it going to cause you to get a little bit out of your comfort zone? Yeah, it will. It's, it's different, but once you get it, it's the same thing. You go, you print the labels off the Amazon page. It does. Amazon is a little interesting. Amazon, I think like charges a dollar per shipment or something. And, and there's different things on there, but I think it's worth your while just in case, just in case. Uh, and, this goes into our our next uh, reseller topic. So I, I had a question for you, Mike. How do you how do you think how do you think things are going to be? Let let's go into you, Mike's crystal ball. How do you think reselling is going to be this Q four? Yeah, I mean, we, we I feel like we've talked about it a little bit in previous podcasts, but I I imagine that the break or just slowed supply chain is going to cause resellers to be able to sell things at a much higher price. I think that it's going to be harder for stores to get the inventory they're looking for. I mean, like I mentioned in the past, there's, there's items that I've tried to get off of things like Kickstarter. And again, like this is, these are, are smaller third-party companies. This isn't target buying things. It's not Walmart buying things, but even still we, we've seen, we've seen that if you're looking for certain things, like for a while it was lumber and then there was, there was household appliances and, and things like, you know, furniture, bikes for a long time. Like you couldn't get bikes right now, cars, used cars. There's actually people who are able mm -hmm. to make more on used cars than they bought them for like several years ago. So th there's clearly a, if not a broken supply chain, that might be overkill, but there's, there's definitely, there's some obstacles in the supply chain right now. And it's harder for items to get from China to America or from Europe to America. And with that, slowdown already that we're experiencing 
the demand for items just continues to go up as we get closer to Christmas, mm-hmm. right? And so if things are already backed up and taking a long time, they're, it's not like they're going to work it all out and be able to get ahead. Like they might be able to kind of get caught up by Christmas time, but they're not going to be able to like get caught up and be so far ahead. I can't imagine. So I think that there's going to be a lot more shortage this year. I think that there's going to be whatever the hot toys end up being. I think they're going to be even in more demand and whatever the hot items are, they're going to be in more demand. And so that allows the opportunity for resellers a lot of potential profit because again, we're filling that gap. Like Target, for the most part, they're they're contracted with whoever it is, say Nintendo, to sell an item at a certain price. Well, if Target was hoping this Q4 the demand is, I don't know, um, for a million Nintendo Switches, uh, but they only got a shipment of a hundred thousand, they're not going to be able to just increase the price ten times in order to even out that supply and demand. Mm-hmm. They they're on contract, they can't do that. So. What ends up happening? Everybody wants one. And people can be upset and say, well, it's not fair that resellers go in and buy it and then sell it to whoever. Well, you can also say it's not fair that whoever was the first one to the store was able to get it, right? If all these people want it, there's not enough of them, supply and demand. And so if resellers can get their hands on those things that people are looking for. And the other thing too is maybe there's just not enough. Maybe we see, hey, the hot toy is whatever it is, Nintendo Switch, it's a blippy whatever, you know, it's a a blippy trash truck or whatever the, the hot toy is this year. And then maybe it's just like, you know what? Parents realize I can't pay 10 times what what this art, you know, the RSV of this this item is. So I guess I'm going to have to find something else. Right. And so they're going to be looking for secondary, third things. So maybe even if you can't get your hands on the hot toys, I just imagine in general, the things that parents might not normally buy for Christmas might start selling because, hey, I can't get my hands on the most sought after things at all. So I have to settle for second best, third best. So you might end up selling things on eBay and Amazon for significantly higher prices simply because it's the alternative to the hot item, not even that it's the hot item. So I think it's going to be great if you can get your hands on the right things, um, which is always kind of the case. I just think it's going to be probably bigger this year. And then again, that might cause chaos. It might cause more frustration. You know, I think we're going to hear a lot more of the term, you know, scalpers and hawkers and all of those things, because yeah, if we, if we are dealing with that kind of shortage on supplies, you know, people are going to be like, it's not fair that I walk into Walmart and there's not any in here because of resellers. Well, it's not because of resellers because it's a broken supply chain. Uh, but, you know, the reseller got five of them, you know, so if you want one, you're going to have to pay more. Yeah. And I think so, you know, I don't know. I, you know, the, the recent administration already said that there's not going to be lockdowns, but they're open to possibilities. Right. I don't know what that means. But here's the thing, whether there isn't or isn't, whether there is or isn't, I think there's going to be a huge swath of the population that just will not want to go out. Sure. Right. They're not going to want to be in the long lines. They're not going to be amongst the crowds. They're still going to shop online like they did the previous year. And so I think there is, it seems that as long as people still have money now, there will always be people that have money, but as long as, you know, there isn't a huge black swan event where the people don't have money anymore, which who knows anymore these days. I think it's going to be probably, if not the best Q4 uh, that we could experience as long as you have the right items. Now, I say that I, I saw a recent uh, article. Now, there's plenty of articles that are saying the same thing. So this is from a Fortune mag, Fortune magazine or newsletter or whatever. And they said, possible toy shortage looms this holiday season. 
They said uh, Santa might have to cut his summer vacation a bit short this year. Continuing troubles in shipping industry are making toy makers and retailers concerned about whether there will be sufficient supply of toys this holiday season. Concerned parents might want to begin shopping earlier, which I do believe is going to start happening. I mean, I've already been buying out toys uh, in anticipation for this. Uh, the disruption is even worse than last year when many ports were closed and say toy industry execs. Uh, this year, bottlenecks of seaports are to blame. Some sort of expect to experience month-long delays before hitting store shelves. Uh, this CEO of Mattel said there could still be unanticipated supply chain challenges, and it's hard to tell what the future may hold. Uh, the Wall Street Journal notes that the prices on, on LOL, surprise dolls, and little tykes have already seen prices jump from 10 to 12, from 29 to 35. And Mattel and its earnings earning calls said the price of Barbie's Hot Wheels, Fisher Price, and American Girl, along with other products, would be higher in the second half of the year. Though it's unclear if retailers will pass those costs along as well to this point, right? And there was another article I also read about inflation, whether you believe it's transitory or not, uh, is, is also playing effect. So, uh, you know, it says retailers typically have holiday toy shelves by October catering to early shoppers, but supply chain issues could push that later, meaning the retail frenzy that usually starts in mid to late October could be even more ferocious this year, especially for the year's hottest toys. So, so be aware again, I I mentioned that Amazon holiday requirement uh, to hopefully if, if you're able to get in on that action, you're able to, and have a profitable Q4. That's right. All right, before we move on to the next segment, hey, if you haven't followed us on social media, we are Pierzo Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are Pierzo Cast on Twitter. I, I want to say Clubhouse, but man, I, I, I got to be real. We haven't been on Clubhouse. I actually posted something on TikTok recently. I, I, mm, Clubhouse, I, who goes on Clubhouse anymore? I don't know. I don't even I've, hear I've, anything. I've heard some people talking about it outside of the reselling community. Okay, other okay. Communities, so I'm sure. I just don't, I don't hear it. I mean, it's kind of like crypto, like crypto, like a few months ago was all over recently social media. And now it's gone. And I find the same thing with clubhouse, like, but maybe, maybe we're just not following the right people. So, but we are also on clubhouse. Uh, if you want to leave us a, a number, uh, leave us a number, leave us an email. You can email us at purest podcast at gmail.com. That's purest podcast at gmail.com or uh, give us a call at 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. And as always, uh, if you're listening to us, uh, you know, come on over to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification and hit that like button. Even if you listen to us on the podcast, but you just want to help us out, just go over to YouTube and just hit that like button and leave a comment. And just that comment could be like, so we know that you hit that like button. And as always, thank you for all the iTunes reviews. Always help us uh, move up in the algorithm. Uh, We're, you know, we're getting closer to 500. And so it's definitely helping us out. All right. And uh, one last thing uh, I just want to share from one of our sponsors. It's been really nice. Uh, Things have been busy for me, but the, Time I save by using my skull shaver to keep my clean dome. It definitely helps out. And you know what I always laugh is Mike always goes, you know, you need to shave your head, you know. And you know what? There's a lot of people that shave their head that don't need to shave their head. I want to let you know that. No, I mean, I'm one of them. I started that way. Um, I It's only probably been the last couple of years that uh, I've really started thinning on the top. And now I probably couldn't grow my hair out. But I, I actually have always just enjoyed having a shorter hair, like just buzz down. Yeah, because, mine's a life choice. Yeah, it's easy. Like I wake up, I don't have to worry about, you know, what I'm going to do with my hair. I don't have to, you know what I mean? All I've got, I get to groom my beard. That's exciting. But, you know, as far as like, I don't have to get 
cuts all the time and I don't have to worry about, you know, styling it. What is it going to look like? And what if I wear a hat? And what if it, I don't got to worry about any of that stuff. Being bald is wonderful. It's a great thing. You should, you should try it. If you haven't tried it, you should try it. So yeah, go to schoolshaver.com slash pure. That's a promo code P-U-R-E. Uh, there's also a link below. And do it without telling your significant other too. Just like if you've got like a luscious head of hair, just one day go into the bathroom, shave it all off, get a skull shaver, shave it down and just, you know, go about your life like normal and see what they say. And just be like, you know, I want to try it. And they'll be like, you know what? It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Okay. Bald is beautiful. All right. All right. So, <laughs> wow. We never, you know, we never cough on the podcast. Well, if we do, we, we try and cough away from the mic. Did I? I thought I thought it moved away. Eh, not far enough. I was like over here. Yeah. Yeah. You got to turn your head all okay. the way. All right. Okay. But it's time for our next segment. And uh, our sound effects are on key today. Watch it, watch it now, not turn on right now. Oh, yeah. It didn't turn on. Seriously? Of all times? Of all times. Yeah, the one yeah. time I say that would have been good. Here, hold on, hold on. I can search for it. I, yeah, this app is like crashed. I'm using it. I have to get a new one. We just got to get a soundboard. Yeah. I got to find a... Oh, wait. I don't want that one. Let's see what this one. I think... I think. Remember when somebody made us some uh, some sound effects? Yeah. They sent us a couple and we've been using one. So this might have been the one that we haven't been using. Let's see what this sounds like. Bolo. 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 Here's the one we Bolo. use. Bolo. 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 What's your Bolo? Oh, good. So I picked the right one. There's another one, too. Um, Maybe we'll have to do that do one. Do you have the other one on there? Yeah, let's see. I think it's... A, I think I got it. Let's right. hear that one. I'm sure... I haven't heard it in a long. I don't even remember what it sounds like. So maybe we have it. I, I know everybody right now that you're listening. You're like Mike and Orlando. We're so grateful that Mike Senior is going to do anything. All right, what is Bolo? Bolo. There we go. Right, what's your that? Bolo? Oh, you know, I think that's where he took the. Okay. That's how he made the. Uh, so that was the that was the raw footage. Okay. Okay. That was the raw footage. There is another one that I'll have to find that. All right. Yeah, that was the raw footage before it had all the cool sound effects to it. All right, um, so what's, what's your bolo? Um, this one's interesting because it's highly specific, but I think you can take some general out of it. So um, I was kind of looking around. I occasionally get distracted on Amazon, and I'm really into to board games. So sometimes I'm on Board Game Geek, sometimes I'm on eBay, sometimes I'm on Amazon. I'm just looking for different board games. And I was looking at a certain RPG game, and in the suggested, like below, another one came up. So I like looked at it because it's one that I used to want a lot like i consider buying it's called mouse guard and it's based off it's an rpg game based off of um like a kind of like a graphic novel comic series called mouse guard it's really cute animation like it looks really cool um kind of junior high friendly middle school friendly and i really wanted to get this rpg game years ago and at the time the rpg game was on its second edition and it was about like 40 dollars for the the set for the box and the rule book and the hardcover rule book and some of the cards that come with it and all of that, which is not a bad price for an RPG game, but I, I ended up settling on another game instead. And so, but for, for like at least a solid year, I kept looking at this game. And again, it's about 40 bucks or so. And I'm looking right now and right now on Amazon, it was like the, the cheapest you can get it is $199. And there's wow. only like four of them left. I'm like 200 bucks. And then, so I look on eBay and same thing. They're going between 200 to $400. And I'm like, this is crazy. Like what happened? And I think what ended up happening with this game is I think they, they discontinued it. And there are, I can't even tell you the number of games that I've considered buying. Cosmic Encounters is one, uh, Descent first edition. Then there was second edition, which then they're coming out with a new Descent. Like there's so many games 
that end up getting a really big following and they're not cheap games. Like you're paying 40 to $60 for the game. But what ends up happening is once that company discontinues it, like that's it. Like you can no longer get these games anymore. Mm. Like these aren't like, it's not like monopoly where they just like change the cover of it and they just print new ones, you know? And now when I see these, some of these games where it's like this game used to sell for $30 or $50 and now they're selling for a hundred, $200, $300 sometimes. And I, I'm not like encouraging people like invest in board games necessarily, but don't be afraid to look at some of the older games and stuff like that, or things that are smaller that come from smaller um, manufacturers, smaller companies. And if you can get your hands on a couple and maybe treat them like as an investment, because usually they only stay in print for a few years before mm-hmm. they discontinue. And when they discontinue, you're, you're probably at least going to be able to sell it for what it originally sold for, if not two, three, four times the value. And so one, be on the lookout for board games that just look unique and different. We talk about board games or I do quite a bit, um, but look them up because even if it's opened and used, if it's a game that's been discontinued and people just can't get a hold of them, because there are some games where they're mass produced. If it's a game that you've seen in Target, Walmart, if it's a game like Catan or um, anything like that, it's, it's chances are even if they discontinue the game, there's so many in print that they're always going to be not very expensive. But if it's a game that only like serious gamers play once they're discontinued, like the thing is nobody wants to get rid of their gaming collection. Like unlike video games, which again, people are starting to collect video games. Now board games really don't ever go out of style. It's not like there's now a new generation of board games that are significantly different or better. It's just, Mm. they're different. So if, I've got a huge collection of board games and whenever I sell one, like, cause I want some different ones or don't play one enough. It's like, I lose a piece of my soul. So people don't sell their games very often. So if you can get your hands on some at, at, at garage sales, estate sales, maybe, um, and it's not something you see at target. So my suggestion is go to, if you want to get into board games and you want to start figuring it out one, check out Kickstarter, you'll learn a lot Two, um, go to a Barnes and Noble and go to target and look at their board game section and get familiar with what they have. And if you see anything other than those things, consider picking it up because chances are it's worth a lot of money or it will be in a couple of years when that company discontinues that product or just goes away. Because a lot of times these are small companies that don't last very long. Mm-hmm. So anyways, be on the lookout. The specific was Mouse Guard um, is the game. Um, but this this kind of applies to lots of different board games as well. All right. I'm just thinking about there was a thrift store, the the one we like going to. And they had a ton of like those kind of games, but they had them priced too high. Mm. But man, if if I was if I saw them at a garage sale for five bucks, I definitely would make like fifty to hundred on each of them. So, all right, I think I shared this like maybe episode twelve or something, and I think it's time. So there's this brand, Mister Christmas. Mm. Have you ever picked up any any Mister Christmas? Yeah. So anything Mister Christmas, and usually I say Mister Christmas. And anything that moves. If it moves, it will move. It will. It's true. So sometimes, you know, the the one that's the easiest one to spot out is like this marching Christmas, like marching band. Uh, and that one, you know, it plays all the Christmas songs. And I've bought them like for five bucks at Garage and I've sold them for like 120 or something. Uh, there's Disney ones. There's, uh, you know, you always got to do research. But usually anything that is Mr. Christmas will sell. And I always encourage everyone... Uh, to use flippertools.com. Uh, there's a way that on there that you can shoot a video on YouTube, take uh, copy paste the website address and put it in flippertools.com. 
uh, and it'll convert it into an HTML code. And then you can put that back in your eBay listing and it becomes a thumbnail on eBay listing. And I can use that anytime I have Mr. Christmas, I always do that because I can usually sell it. So, uh, yeah, there's so many different, the other day I, I was kind of, I was like, Oh, I hope they leave it. I was at a thrift store and somebody had a Mr. Christmas, like Looney Tunes Christmas set or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm sure that one was worth money. So, so anyways, keep an eye, anything, Mr. Christmas, definitely maybe not worth picking up right away. I would say most of the time it is, but if you, you know, you're skeptical, always worth a look up. So Mr. Christmas. All right. What are you looking forward to? Um, well, some family time, right? That's a big part of it. I don't, I don't think I'll be garage selling or doing a lot of listing anytime soon, but I do want to, I talked on the last episode uh, about some of the things that I'm working on uh, that are reselling related to kind of help my business run more smoothly. One of those things is I finally ordered these stuff to do my wife's computer. And then I ordered some mounting stuff to mount the the solar panel that I got for my, uh, my shed. I picked up that solar, the whole solar kit at a garage sale for just crazy. I paid 30 bucks for that. Plus a whole bunch of other stuff. I'm going to sell the other stuff for probably a hundred dollars. So basically I got a free solar kit. Um, and I bought the mounting gear that I need for that. So I think over the next couple of days, I'm going to get that done. I'm going to get the air conditioner installed in the shed because as I go back to school in the next few weeks um, and things start to get, we get into a pattern with my new son. I want to be able to really start moving again on listing, being inside the shed, pulling items, all that stuff. And I don't want to be trying to figure that stuff out then. So I'm going to use this time that I have now to do kind of that upfront work. So that way in the next, Hoping two to four weeks, I can really start moving again on sourcing, listing, all that stuff. And I've got my my space figured out and ready to operate uh, in a efficient and beneficial manner. Nice and comfortable because you know you, you you need light and AC. That's for sure. No, I, I, it's hot right now too. So, all right, I uh, so not much has changed because. Since we last talked, I wanted to get to 3K listings. That's still the hope. Uh, I wanted to finalize my organization, listing and shipping station. But I put that all on hold. When the sales stopped, uh, I decided I needed to just keep listing. I need to work on those specifics. I haven't seen a bounce back. Now, it's only been four days. Um, you know, even today I had yeah, a couple hundred dollars in sales, but not it didn't hit my target at all. So... Uh, I just, I'm going to get back to, uh, to listing and then, uh, I'm going to start doing my merchant fulfill for Amazon. Now I did buy a ton of toys uh, the last couple of weeks. Um, I'm still out there looking. Uh, I am, you know, here's a tip. Sometimes the toys that sold for good money in the previous Q4 will sell again for the upcoming Q4. So I am always on the lookout for those kind of items. Uh, and then, yeah, just getting, just getting everything in order. Um, I, I don't want to spend time. Uh, organizing wall in Q4. So yeah, it's same old, same old, same old stuff. You know, hopefully next update episode, I'll have more positive news that like, hey, everything at work, eBay rebounded, uh, Amazon's going well and everything is all good. So until that time, hey, make sure to be real, be relevant and be reselling. Late. Peace.